Welcome to Neo Chats, an interview-style podcast focusing on educating neonatal nurses, caring for newborns and their families, hosted by Jenna Morton. It is a project of the Canadian Association of Neonatal Nurses, a nonprofit organization committed to the health and well-being of newborns and their families. Comforting and communicating with parents is always a critical role for neonatal nurses. But these non-medical tasks are even more important and challenging during the COVID-19 pandemic. For some guidance and suggestions on how to approach these conversations, I'm joined by Anne Douglas. She's a well-known parenting author, columnist, and advocate. Hello, Anne. Hi, Jenna. It's so wonderful to have you on the podcast to talk about this. I so appreciate it. What do you think are some of the, the key ideas that our nurses should have in their minds when they're approaching parents right now? I think the things I'm going to suggest are probably things that people are already doing, but at a time like this, I don't think it hurts to sort of like, you know, go over that same turf again and to just remind um, neonatal nurses that like their gut instincts that are saying this moment is all about relationship and connection, totally bang on. So just a couple of sort of like, I guess, top level points, the things that were playing around in my head as I started looking forward to our conversation, as I always do, Jenna, I love talking to you. Um, Some of the things that came to mind for me were like empathy, really trying to see the situation from the, uh, the parent's point of view. And this is hard in times of stress, because we know from all the research on stress that when you're feeling really stressed, you get hyper focused. And so you could be thinking, like, in this moment, I have to deal with X, Y, and Z, and I'm stressed to the max, just sort of taking a breath and broadening it to the other person's perspective. I think another big thing is to validate all the emotions that parents are feeling. And it doesn't mean that you have to agree with their, you know, their wishful thinking and propose solutions that aren't actually going to be possible right now but you can say yeah I could totally see why you want to bring the entire extended family for a visit right now because this is such a milestone moment in your baby's life and you know you can sort of validate that emotion without endorsing the the proposed solution I think another thing that comes to mind for me is to really express appreciation to the parents just as parents are expressing a lot of appreciation to health workers healthcare workers I think this is a time to acknowledge the contribution that families are making right now by making these sacrifices, not being with their their children in, in the way that they have always been able to in the past, and but that just they can't right now because of this emergency, that is going to help prevent the spread of the disease in our hospital, in our communities, in our world, and the ripples of that are incalculable and also like enormous and so important. So I think that just reminding parents that yes, this is hard and yes, you are saving lives. Then if parents are feeling understandably frustrated, sad, grumpy, they'll at least know that they're making these sacrifices for a reason. And I think just to educate with kindness if there's some gentle correction required. I mean, this is new to everybody people are going to make mistakes and you know they may react from a place of stress rather than of compassion because we're all feeling a little maxed out so just you know help them to get back on track and assume the best of intentions on their part don't assume that they're just willfully disregarding this particular rule 
they just might not be totally up to speed or they may be exhausted and, and not processing information. So I'd say just be your kindest, most compassionate self and, you know, do your best and give yourself permission to sometimes stumble as well. I love that phrase, educate with kindness. I think that's so important for all of us in this situation to remember. Thank you, Jenna. I agree because I know even just in my life as a parent and, you know, as a partner, as a human being right now, um, you know, I'm forgetting things and, you know, I, I keep trying to make to-do lists and I'm dropping the ball and I figure like I'm a pretty well-organized person and it's just stress overload. So people will make mistakes, right? That's exactly right. And like you said, we have to give ourselves that grace to say, it's okay if I've made a mistake in an area of my life, I usually don't, whether that's your personal life or your professional life. Yes. These, these things are going to happen right now. I'm wondering then if maybe you have any tips that you can share for our nurses in terms of ways they might kind of help ground themselves and, and move from the personal world into the professional world as they're coming into their jobs during this. Yes, I, I'm thinking of some of the research on commuting that I read a couple of years ago when I was researching my book, Happy Parents, Happy Kids. And it was all about how most of us don't love commuting time, especially if you're working in a big city. I mean, right now, commuting time is less of an ordeal for people. But just using that time when you're in transit as like task switching time so that when you're driving to work, you're mentally parking as many of the family related worries as you can so that when you arrive at work, you've made that transition and how it's equally important to do it in the other direction as well, because you don't want to be carrying all your work related worries home with you. You want to sort of park those worries and maybe on, on the trip home, be saying to yourself, you know, how do I want to connect with my kids? Hopefully you're still able to be under the same roof as your kids because I know that a lot of healthcare workers are choosing to self-isolate it like right now. So it could be that maybe you're connecting via video chat as opposed to face-to-face, -face, but just really making that mental switch because I think the most exhausting thing and the most counterproductive thing is if we bump the two roles into each other perpetually, which is exhausting. And if we don't get a mental vacation from some of the worries, at least some of the time. I think that's so true. It, it's so hard and yet so valuable to find those moments to make those, those mental shifts. I'm also struck by the, the idea now that some of our nurses are suddenly finding themselves in a similar situation to our neonatal parents with having to self-isolate and maybe having to FaceTime and be apart from their children. And so there's maybe that little extra dose of empathy that's going to, to make those situations more understandable for some people. Yes. And I think that, you know, I know people always have professional boundaries to maintain, but I think when you can share that little bit of your own story so that other people can really understand, that's when we just feel those moments of connection. I mean, I remember um, back when our baby was stillborn, um, the midwife talking about like the death of a loved one in her family and how, how devastating that had been in the moment and how she'd found the strength to walk through the fire, she put it that way. That has always stuck with me because in that moment, I honestly didn't think I could do that, I, that I could make that journey. And yet she told me that not only can you, um, there are other people who have 
made that journey ahead of you and who can be there to support and cheer and, you know, hold your hand every step of the way. So I think just um, acknowledging those moments of humanity that, yeah, I'm missing my kids too. And, you know, I can really understand this has been the long haul for your family. Like you've been doing this for weeks, months, whatever, right? So it's such a unusual time to be having these kind of conversations because everything is changing so much for all of us right now. We're, we're still right in the middle of what's going to happen with this pandemic. What are some of your, your tips and some of the things you've learned over the years that you can share about dealing with uncertainty? I'm smiling to myself because I hate uncertainty so much. It is like my least favorite state of affairs. I like to have a roadmap. I like to have a game plan. And I find myself that um, confronting my resistance to uncertainty is a big thing and just accepting that, yes, things are going to be uncertain for a while right now. And even with what you said about the, you know, the changing rules and guidelines and so on, I honestly feel like as a a law abiding human that I have to be like staying on top of the news so that that way I know, like, am I suddenly breaking the law by doing something simple, like going for a walk so far so good, but you know, you have to, you know, keep tabs on that kind of situation. So I think it's like, it's triggering levels of anxiety and also just this not knowingness. I mean, part of what I think really makes life enjoyable is being able to make plans far out. So, you know, um, we are kind of with a giant asterisk looking forward to our son's wedding in early June if it happens but we don't know. And, you know, I mean, he's planning to get married at our local city hall and we don't know if city hall will even be open and able to provide that service. So it's sort of like, you know, everything has a giant asterisk and that makes it really hard to, to savor the anticipatory part of life's joys. Cause usually we would look forward to the wedding, we would celebrate the wedding and then we would have happy wedding memories afterwards. So it's hard to sort of fill your tank with a whole bunch of good emotions right now because you just don't know. And on the other hand, we all know that mindfulness research tells us how, how calming it can be to be in the moment. Uh, I saw somebody had made a graph that showed like the percentage of our time that is, you know, in this moment versus rehashing what happened yesterday or worrying about what might happen tomorrow. And I think a lot of us, we live in a very narrow band when it comes to the present moment. And there is something calming about expanding that a little bit because, you know, everything is uncertain right now. So what can I be really enjoying in this moment? And it sounds so trite, but, you know, really good tea. I, uh, I've holed up with some really good tea because that is something I can count on in this moment. And, you know, when my focus returns, I have a lot of novels. I really wish I could enjoy them right now because every time I read a sentence and it's about, you know, people going off and doing something together, my, my mind takes a mental vacation and thinks, gee, I wonder when we'll be able to do that again. So, yeah, so I guess this is my long-winded and kind of rambly way of saying I'm struggling, we're all struggling, and maybe somebody's listening to this and thinking that if I only got my act together, I would be a a better, more competent human. No, there has never been a greater need for self-compassion. So I would say, if you're having a really hard time, remind yourself that it's normal to be feeling those things right now, and maybe borrow the, the mantra that's gotten me through so many hard times over the years, which is, I'm doing the best that I can in a really difficult situation. I'm really letting those words sink in. 
I think that's so powerful and so wonderful to think of that in terms of, you know, you need to find that new touchstone because maybe you can't do what you used to do to find your peace between going from work to home to whatever's next, but finding something new, like I still have my tea or I have, you know, this song or something because I, you know, I feel the same way as you do. I, I tend to read a lot and I haven't been able to lately. It's just, it's, it's so not, it's not there. It is. <laughs> and so I think there's probably, you know, I think our neonatal nurses are probably generally very good at finding those, those boundaries and finding those ways to move from one world to the other. And that because reminder that, that a, it's, yeah, that'd be a survival strategy in, in that profession. I mean, you'd have to do that, but maybe right now the, the lines are a little blurrier. Yeah. So it's that, you know, you need to adjust, you need to find something new that's going to maybe be your, you know, your moment, your time, your thing that's going to help you center. But I also think it's really important to remind our nurses that this is a profession and a group that is already very skilled at helping parents find those little moments to celebrate and finding, you know, those, those nuggets and, and telling people, you know, helping people see the light at the end of an uncertain journey. Because when you're a parent of a preemie in the NICU, which I was, there's so much uncertainty. And the nurses were so, so fantastic at being able to celebrate. Look at that, you know, gram he gained. Look at that, you know, length of time he was able to stay awake this time. You know, the nurses were fantastic at taking pictures to send to us when we couldn't be there for things. And so I think in many ways, this profession has a lot to teach the rest of us about how to make our way through this time. Yes. And being able to like give yourself credit for your own strengths. Cause sometimes I think we have a tendency to just say, Oh, everybody can do that. Well, like I sometimes say that to myself about writing. It's like writing's no big deal. Everybody can write. No, actually not everybody can write and not everybody can have that, you know, inspiring human quality that allows you to be like, you know, both a companion and maybe a, you know, a guide on a really difficult journey. And that is the gift of the neonatal nurse, just being able to say, yes, this is hard. And also in this moment, there are some, some really amazing things. I mean, just on a very personal level, I'm thinking about the fact that we got my dad hooked up on video chat with captioning. He's really, really hard of hearing, and he has a hard, hard time um, with any kind of phone conversation. So now, because of this emergency, we were able to work our way through something and find a solution that works for him and works for us. And so I think like nurses are also incredibly creative and resourceful. So I mean, I'm just thinking of like the, the number of, of, you know, wonderful solutions they've stumbled upon uh, over the years, whether that's a mindset or a practical tip or a strategy, like there's just so much wisdom to share with their community and also to allow their community to val validate and celebrate them because it can't be a one-way street where you're pushing all that goodness out in the world. It, there has to be some goodness flowing back towards you. I think that's so wonderful. Are there any other thoughts that you would like to, to leave us with for this discussion, Leanne? I would just like to say thank you so much for continuing to be there for the families in the front lines. I have a daughter who is a frontline healthcare worker as well. 
And of course, I am a mom, and so I'm worried about the safety of frontline healthcare workers, but I'm also incredibly grateful and proud. And it's a good thing we're winding down this call because I, I start getting choked up when I talk too much about this, but I just want you to know that um, if you have ever felt unseen or not valued by your community, those days are behind you. I think from now on, there's going to be an added recognition of the critically important work you guys have been doing forever. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm not going back to any kind of old normal where that was taken for granted because you guys are, are the heroes. So thank you. That's a wonderful place to leave this conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. You're so welcome, Jenna. Thank you. Anne Douglas is a parenting author, columnist, and advocate. You can find more about her writing at annedouglas.ca. NeoChats is a project of the Canadian Association of Neonatal Nurses. This series is supported by an unrestricted educational grant by Malacroft. The content producer and host is Jenna Morton. Technical production by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub. For more information on the association, visit our website at www.neonatalcan.ca or our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram pages.